GM. GM, GM, GM. Good morning, DJs. What is going on? Good morning, free market. Hey now. What the shit is happening, my man? <laughs> ah. <laughs> so last night was our first lemon sesh. All right. Now this is a little naughty. Please don't tell, uh, don't tell anyone. But we had a bit of a lim- a lemon rippler last night. The lemon ripper sesh, where uh, many famous lemons were up there having a good old, good old cannabis smoke sesh. It was fun. There you go. That doesn't sound very wholesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you are a little. You're a little quiet. If I'm, uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. Maybe move away from your mic. Away while I was coughing. I don't want to cough. Am I still quiet? A little bit. A little bit. I don't know. Maybe the, uh, maybe the, um, the chat can let me know. I don't know. I can hear you. I can. I understand you. It's all good. Yeah. Mm, now you're not very loud. Ah, no, definitely not. Um, hi, uh, everybody. Can can everyone in the audience hear me? Yeah, you're good or now. That I is not? like that's uh, okay. at least ninety two percent better than it was twenty. Damn, I'm still not a hundred. Got no. all good equipment. We're never a hundred. That's why we uh, we grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm just being cheesy okay. as fuck. G- know, look it. at all these GMs. I love it. God, gets me going. Mm. Love that music. Gets me going. I almost missed it. I was running around trying to find a shirt to put on. Seems to be a bit of a crisis in the lithium market. Speaking of GM. Uh, well, you said GM. My mind oh. started to go. Why did the president mention General Motors and Ford when he talked about our electric vehicle capacity increasing in the United States? He left out one company out of that talk that was very interesting to me. Does it start with a T and, and end with an Esla? <laughs> it does. In fact, the CEO of that company may have made that exact comment on the president's uh, thread when that tweet was made. Um, and it was, you know, I am actually a R2 knows I'm, I, I am a contrarian early last year. I was a sell Tesla by Ford type of person. Not that I am against Tesla, what it stands for or the greatness that is Elon Musk. It was more of a market call on, on how, how things were priced, right? If you looked at Tesla's market cap, it was essentially saying that every other car company is trading at a loss and Tesla has all the car business in the world. I believe in Tesla, but that was a little off. And if you see, man, Americans love that Ford electric pickup truck, that thing, they can't keep that thing in stock. It's very cool. Yes. And you know what? Actually, uh, Tesla is now <laughs> turning into like a profit machine, aren't they? Like didn't oh, they, that, oh, that, yeah. that switch just flip. And uh... well, isn't it ironic too? you know, when Amazon finally turned profitable, they were sold off as well. It's one of these things where the entire market yells at you to be profitable for 10 years. And then the moment you do it, it's sell the news. Right. Like this is always how markets are. People think there's this like gigantic seminal event, the flipping. All we heard about from Amazon for 15 years was they don't make a profit. How can this stock go up with it? You know, people would show their price to earnings ratio and it would be infinity because they just never made any profit. But Amazon always had the ability to turn on that switch. They were purposely growing revenue and market share. And 
obviously for them, that was the the right move. I love, you know, my grandfather. We're really going back here. My grandfather was a huge GM versus Ford guy, right? If you guys don't know this uh, battle that goes on here in the U.S. The GM versus Ford was like the original Democrats versus Republicans, I think. (laughs) Yeah, Yankees, Red Sox, the whole thing. People who don't like Ford call them fix or repair daily or found on road. Dead, very, very common reframe. My grandfather was very anti-Ford, and that's actually how I grew up. And then when I uh, <clears throat> lived in Alaska for six months, I actually was given a 19... Oh, man, this thing was cherry as fuck. A 1992 F-250 uh, Ford pickup was with, the, with the extent... No, 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 no. Oh, no, sorry. No. I, I was much... Uh, this was this was just a car that I was using on the island. It's Kodiak Island. It's very difficult to get a car to. So you're either going to rent something that's there, borrow something that's there, or spend a shit ton of money getting a car there on a ferry. Yes. Um, so whatever. I was, I was using this guy's F2... And boy, the interior, everything spoke to... I became a Ford fan. I didn't even care about like, you know, what... I'm not a mechanic. What am I going to fucking analyze whether the motor in GM is bad? I'll take it to the mechanic if something goes wrong. But I fell in love with Ford pickup trucks. I just got to admit that. And my whole life, it was it was a get you know antithesis of of what you did. My like, first yeah, two tone, Kyle, my, the two tone. Oh baby, oh, my first car was a second. 1986 Cutlass Classic. Cut. That's so classic. That is and, so classic, um, like a cutlass. Jesus. In typical, like, early to mid-2000s fashion, I put a sound system in there that was worth at least 10 times the car value. Uh, wow. And, uh, and yeah, it was like, you know, it was like couches and stuff like that. It was, <laughs> like, in there. It was, it, it was amazing, you know. I wouldn't have been able to up, maintain it, but I kind of still wish I had it, although I wouldn't know what to do with it. Um, Listen to this crazy, crazy. I just sent half an ETH over to Polygon. <laughs> You what now? Yeah, I, I sent ETH over mm. to Polygon. I got to buy training dummies and Zug oh. because I decided to stop sitting around and waiting. I want to start really taking advantage of this game, so I got to buy... Um... Oh, that faux wood paneling, baby. Oof. Yes, yes. Gotta love, love it. it. Nostalgia. Maybe you should just uh... NFT stuff. What do you think? No, let's keep talking about cars. Now, the morning GM show sponsored by General Motors. Uh, <laughs> Yo, yeah, you could all right. Let's. Shit. You could do a you could do a drum roll if you want. <laughs> GM DJs and welcome back to the AM show hosted live on YouTube and Twitch TV. It is February the third of twenty twenty two, and. Uh, I want to say we have an exciting show for you. We, we we do. We have lots of great stuff to talk about. But honestly, it's just all these delays just keep throwing a wrench in kind of our, our plan for the, the show for the week. We thought this was going to be great. Monday, there's going to be all these drops. We could spend some time uh, dissecting them a little bit on the show. What happened with Cool Peds? What happened, happened with Pixelverse? What happened with Raid Party? There's some of that. There's, you know, there's definitely some interesting topics, but uh, it's it's just not gone down yet as planned. And uh, and here we are talking about delays again. Yesterday was a little weird. It felt like um, maybe some of the volume slowed down just a little bit. Uh, gas was typically pretty high all day, and we saw some of our uh, beloved projects floors 
depress a little bit, or if you're a Zuki, depress quite a bit. Um, but uh, but here we are, and I, I think that uh, we still got a lot of uh, uh, wind left in the sails, especially once we kind of re-hit the ground running with these these drops. Free market, how was your Wednesday? My Wednesday was fabulous. I'm recalling the exact quote from the show. If you don't sell your Azuki at 17 here, you have to have your head checked. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Was, that was definitely an exact <laughs> quote from, from the morning show. We're, um, not, we're not doing that to say I told you so. In, in all it's honesty, not I told you so. I want everyone to learn what these cycles look like because this is a very sure. interesting period we're in right now. I do believe you're seeing the we anime can, yes. waifu meta start to cool off. And again... That is not that that meta is dead, right? That the I think a lot of these trends are certainly the direction the entire macro market is moving in a large <coughs> way. But just as we saw, for lack of a better term, and I really do hate the way people label this, but the cute meta, which we saw early on with alien friends, cool mans, uh, little lemon friends, and then all the derivatives trying to imitate them. That obviously had its blow off top three weeks ago on a Saturday, cooled off. But, you know, you look at all those floors. If you got in on those mints, you're still uh, happy as a pig in shit. They're all, they're all very, very comfortably, you know, well above what anyone paid for mint, even yes. during their pullbacks. There has been so slow accumulation in all of those collections. The moment volume comes back into any of those, I think they'll easily get above their old all-time highs. But we all know we shifted into a simp slash waifu slash anime meta. And now that has had its two or three weeks. I think, yes, that day that Azuki started hitting 17. Again, it's not that we don't like this project. It's not that it doesn't have this potential over time. It was too fast. There's no just of it. There's no universe in the world. Uh, what that phrase made no sense. There is no place <laughs> where an Azuki was 17 ETH this quick with no being nowhere near any type of roadmap being enacted. And look, we tend to talk about how roadmaps don't really mean anything. But in the case of a company that has now raised upwards of $50 million, and we know they have a very rich, ambitious roadmap that we actually believe they can execute. This isn't like a small team where you wonder. Yes, the roadmap matters. And yes, if we're going to talk about values of 15, 20, or 30 ETH, the roadmap matters, just like with Clonex. I mean, if Nike wasn't there, you think they'd be sitting where they're sitting right now? Correct. I agree. Well, and, and there's 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 a couple of ways to look at this too, right? As that that price starts to get really high up, it crosses the 10 ETH threshold, then the 15 ETH threshold. The pool of people that can legitimately afford this without overextending themselves gets smaller and smaller and smaller very quickly, actually, right? Like, yep. you are crossing into a threshold where this is a substantial amount of money. On the flip side of it, the um, the pool of people that 17 ETH or 15 ETH or even 10 ETH, um, you know, what that amount of money means to them starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Um, and if you've overextended yourself and you start to see the floor start to pull back, well, there's probably a good chance that there's going to be a race to uh, to exit that before you really start to feel the burn. Um, and that's just, you know, that's that it, you, you start to climb the mountain up on these, these, um, up to these like really, really high levels and it starts getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Right. And it just, it takes so much actual money to prop floors up 
on that. And sure, it will get to that point again. I don't deny that in, 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 you know, maybe a month's time or a year's time or whenever that ends up happening, that we'll be talking about Azuki at 20th. And that's fine. I think it's a great project and I think it will get to that point. But here it is sitting at 12th floor. And if you asked us last week, we said it wouldn't have gotten over 10. So it's not all about the fact that it is or isn't happening or it's I told you so. It's just the fact that like that was uh, a massive run up. I mean, I woke up with Azuki or I went to bed with Azuki sitting at 90th and woke up with it at 16 and a half. Right. Like it's it's ungodly amounts of money and you're starting to stop thinking about it's two xing and you're starting to think that each one of these are going up by fifty thousand dollars or twenty five thousand dollars right it's you're you're kind of talking about a different echelon it's not the same jump as going from 0.1 eth to 0.2 eth yeah i mean it's it's a combo you know when people delist and there's a large sales volume it's it get, it goes very fast a lot faster than even you will imagine but remember those people delisting are just waiting to see where the floor goes so they could jump back in and relist and sure some lucky ones are going to list at the top but then everyone else starts chasing that price down and mm-hmm. and that's what you're seeing right now so it's yeah. you know, again we love azuki I'm pretty bullish on its long-term prospects. It seemed to get ahead of itself the other week. Now, I think the most heartening thing is what happened when the cute meta cooled off? Did we die? Did we go away? No, we transferred right into the new meta. And you know what? I think that's going to happen right now with P2E gaming. Now, unfortunately, we've had the what was supposed to be, you know, build is the biggest week uh, for NFT mints in a while. Uh, has been plagued by delays, but maybe that's a good thing. It gave the anime meta the runway to blow off. It's cooling off now. And again, just like I said about the cute meta, if you got Nazuki at mint, you're certainly not angry at a 12 ETH floor. I mean, whatever. You're, no, you're not at for, all. Right. Right. You're in it for the long haul. But that's Everything the hard thing. Once great. it crosses yeah. into that next level, it's hard to um, you shift from like, oh, my God, I'm up. $58,000 to, um, even if you held through it to, oh my God, I just lost $15,000. You didn't lose or gain anything until you sold it. Right. Right. It's but hard. That's that it's mentality. A yeah. It's, a, I mean, I remember going through it with Kaiju. It got up to seven ETH. I was certainly caught up in the hype. I was blinded by the, the, you know, my bias. I thought it was going to go to 10 and shit. When it started to fall to five, four and three, I felt like I had lost that money when just like R2 said, I never sold it. So, you know, I, well, I, it's, it's just one of those things. So yeah, you got it. Um, let's just get into the crypto market and the news real quickly. And we'll, we'll get back into that. I think we actually just, uh, crushed our Azuki segment right there, which I'm a okay with. Um, but I see somebody mentioning cat bricks. I have that queued up too, because it is, um, an interesting story now, but, uh, yes, crypto, uh, you know, I think we, um, we saw it run up. Where's the button I'm supposed to yeah, right over there. Um, yes, anyways, the crypto market uh, definitely cooled off a little bit. There was some speculation that maybe it was in correlation with uh, some of the traditional markets. Obviously, we've got some some news in, in the global scene about, you know, uh, troops being moved around and deployed and maybe some borders being contested and, and whatnot. And that obviously can sometimes shake up traditional markets. Uh, I also kind of agree with the sentiment that if you actually were looking at the, the charts and doing a little bit of TA, 
FDA, we were kind of testing uh, a couple of resistance levels on the charts and, you know, failed to break through them too. I think that that is maybe going hand in hand. Maybe you could argue that that's why they didn't break through as people start to uh, maybe want to hoard some cash and put it into stable coins or maybe directly into their bank. But we were testing 2,800 quite a bit and uh, uh, Bitcoin was testing that 39,000 mark for a little bit. It has pulled back. I mean, we're talking 3%, nothing like the uh, the Facebook drop that we're uh, probably going to touch on real quick. But um, but yeah, what's your what's your take on this? Well, this is a macro situation. Again, we had jobless claims come in. Uh, it I, I want to talk about I don't even care what the jobless claims said. Remember, the market is going to spin the news to its narrative, not the other way around. The tail wags the dog. So the market mechanically sets up for a move. News happens and then Whichever way the market moves, the media will spin the news in that direction. So often we will get what looks like a good jobs number and the market will do the opposite of what people think. And, you know, everyone goes, oh, how does that make any sense? Well, the news will just go, oh, the jobs number was too good. Now the Fed may think about raising. But if the market was set up to go up, they'll just say, oh, we beat the jobs number. Everything's great. The economy is going good. So that's how you could take the same data point and present it in two ways, depending on what the market does. Now, the market had just rallied huge off the I mean, this was a V-shaped bounce off of a very, very anxious, depressed bottom that captured the entire uh, investing complex. All assets were down. Everybody, the amount of we're going to zero, not just in crypto, but also in stocks was very prevalent. Sentiment was completely reset and out of bounds. And we V-bounced off of that. Now we ran into technical resistance. So whatever the news is today, they're going to spin it to whatever pullback is there. I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it just so people know where I am. I'm positioned like the bottom is in. But the chart is not fixed yet. The volatility is not over. And this is the first pullback we are getting after the V-shaped recovery off of the lows. While I'm still positioned like the bottom is in, we always react to reality. We don't assume our predictions are always correct. And if something changes in markets, I will tell you on this show and I'll explain to you how I've positioned for the change. I've uh, been neglecting my uh, traditional portfolio, but uh, it was looking pretty messy <laughs> there for a little bit. Fortunately, well, last week we know I talk about being a contrarian all the time. I had rotated into old man stocks, value stocks, energy, uh, old automakers, failing retailers, these things that don't make a lot of sense to the new investing class. Last week, I started to buy things like Square. Okay, Square, the new. Uh, almost Web3 facing payment company started by Jack, former CEO of Twitter. Uh, that had been basically down 50% in this drawdown. And now I'm starting to look at those things. Again, the things that people are scared to buy because they're all going to zero. This is how I think about markets. And like, yes, the, you know, the whole world is going to zero and we can all right, buy, the, right. buy on the way yeah. down. And look, there was froth in these high beta names. Arc and, and Kathy's fund is down 50%. Oof. But guess what? That's More. when a smart trader starts to go, is it time to buy? 
People may even be saying that about Facebook this morning, which I know we're going to touch on very briefly now because it well, is the story. Let's touch on it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Meta, you know, formerly Facebook. Yeah, sorry, Meta. <laughs> yeah, no, get it right, man. Come on. No, Meta is um, is going through some stuff right now. It uh, shed about $200 billion of market cap. Uh, more than one Ethereum network. More than an, more than one entire Ethereum network was shed on the market cap of Facebook. <laughs> so yesterday. is that Facebook overvalued, Ethereum <laughs> undervalued, or oh my. The, honestly? And I'm not even saying this jokingly. This is why I find Ethereum or e- again Ether and the Ethereum network are different. You cannot value Ether based on the transactional value on the Ethereum network. Ether's Price is based on the demand for the native currency relative to the activity going on the Ethereum network. So just because trillions are transacted on Ethereum does not automatically mean Ether should be worth trillions. That said, yeah, Ether at 170. Yeah, that said, Ether at 150 billion right now is 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 a crime. It is remarkably undervalued when you see a company like Meta. Uh, shed that much on a bad report. I mean, it is, you know, these are obvious things. Yeah. Go ahead. 300 billion for ETH, but yeah. Oh, is it? I yeah, yeah. Down it's like low. 180. No. You're down 180 <laughs> at the lows? Um, Maybe. I we think got we got close to it, right? That would be, no, nah, I mean, ETH would have to be at about 1300 to be in that. We did not part. get close to it. Never mind. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, it, it wasn't too long ago that ETH was sub a hundred billion too. So it's mm. not. Uh, I mean, timeframes are weird, right? It feels like just yesterday that you could have bought ETH at a hundred dollars, but and more in reality, it was actually just over a year ago, which was still a great buy. Um, but yeah, they are they're tumbling. I mean, there's there's some speculation that it's uh, based on uh, lar- sorry, largely due to its bumbling Web three initiatives. Uh, Facebook had a more important uh, stat come out yesterday, and that was that for the first time in its 18 year history, this is an 18 year trend, almost two decades, they dropped in daily active users. Um, this maybe doesn't sound dramatic like but when an 18 year trend gets broken um it can be scary because now you start to think like where can this go beyond what they're doing and do uh people believe in their web3 shift well um you know most platforms their goal and and the reason why they don't churn a profit is because they are trying to um you know capture as many verticals as possible increase their footprint as much as possible um and 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 onboard as many new people into their ecosystem as possible facebook is hitting a point where they've almost onboarded everybody on earth right and that that's not an over exaggeration like almost everybody on earth has had or has a facebook account um at least those that have access to the internet and that is a wild statistic as i said before on the show the biggest source of their churn is death and you know <laughs> pandemics aren't great for that either um but you know it, it almost feels like the top is in for Facebook just because of those reasons. And now Facebook knows this. Uh, they've seen the writing on the wall. That's why they want to capture as much data and and shift into to new things because they really just have to. They're you know like the, it, it's it's the natural progression of their business because if they don't, it it, it can't do much more. 
And that's that's kind of my feeling towards it. Like I think people just felt that 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 kind of the the Facebook top was in or the meta top. And understand Facebook uh, largely defined um, this new metric, right? Because if you go back to markets, even in the traditional dot com bubble, when they weren't showing any revenue, they would talk about unique website hits, like the way you would sell something like pets dot com back during the first Wall Street bubble, even though it had no revenue, was you know unique website hits. That was a big metric back then. Then it changed to DAUs, right? Daily Active Users. And you see this across any social media-facing stock, that revenue does not matter. Daily Active User growth matters. And Facebook certainly defined this as since they came on the market, they've just been a juggernaut, right? Facebook actually fell a lot the first year they were on the market as what was vexing them was mobile. Remember, yes, this was crazy. a desktop facing website. People use this on their computers at school, you know, in college. I remember, I, you know, I used it to talk to girls like that. That's what it was back then. It was just this cool place where all the cool kids were hanging. And that was where it was. Now, they've experienced as R2 said, literal daily active user growth ever since then. Now, Apple experienced something similar in hardware growth. And the first year they saw a miss on hardware growth, that stock tanked 50% as well. I mean, nobody is immune to this. Now, once a company reaches its kind of max user base where there's really only churn or very, very small growth on a year over year basis, there's two things a company can do. It can cut costs and extract value. So now I don't expect, you know, Facebook is not dead. It's not gone. It's not going anywhere, but its strategies are changing. Um, And certainly I am not going, you know, their attempts at being relevant in the metaverse are practically laughable with what we've seen in the public arena. I don't know exactly what they're planning behind the scenes. Zuckerberg is a fucking genius. You should not discount what this kid is doing behind closed doors, nor should we discount the fact that they own Oculus, which, you know, we know there's rumors of Apple releasing a headset. But for now, this is a very, very, very popular thing that I'm seeing people who don't even play video games talk about. I got an Oculus. This is an experience people want to feel and try often for the first time. Facebook isn't going away. Uh, damn it. I'm getting myself fucking bullish. Uh, Facebook isn't going <laughs> away. I, you know, I really That's do have a bias against, I have a bias against Zuckerberg and Facebook, but I'm a market minded person. I mean, I understand how these companies work. And when I hear people saying, you know, Facebook is dead, I'm an instant contrarian. I start to go, okay, let me find the reasons to buy this thing. But certainly Facebook isn't going away. The traditional metrics in which we based uh, social media growth in general, I think, are changing. Why is Zuckerberg threatened by the metaverse? Because NFTs are the new social network. Discord is where these social networks are. The Discord is the Amazon web services of yeah. the metaverse. And right? Discord is starting yeah. to transcend. Uh, you know, it started with gaming, and that was basically the focus. It was a gamer platform yep. to co- coordinate and collaborate. Um, stocks and um, uh, crypto moved in there. Now NFTs are in there too. And, the, you know, a, an obscene amount of uh, dollar value kind of gets transacted uh, in a way through Discord. That's crazy. But 
if you start talking to people outside of both of those realms, uh, they are starting to use Discord for um, school projects, team meetings. You know, it really is starting to capture some of Slack's market share and whatnot too. But um, but yeah, I mean, they are feeling the heat from from all of those angles for sure. Um, but very, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, and I love how these articles just picked like the strangest pictures of Mark Zuckerberg. Like the, I'm, I, I feel so uncomfortable staring at this screen. Right I love now. how you think it's, it's the strangest pictures of Mark Zuckerberg. And that's not just how he looks. No, R2. This is, this is the, me- the meme is real, brother. This guy is robot incarnate. I am, yeah. I am thoroughly convinced he is from another planet. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. We embrace all aliens here at legal or or not. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Disney is on the lookout for NFT experts. A number of postings on Disney's career website indicate that the entertainment giant is looking for fresh talent to work on NFTs. You'll remember that we spoke about Bob Iger uh, yesterday or the day before on this show. Uh, former CEO of Disney, very bullish on NFTs and the metaverse. And now Disney is on the lookout for fresh talent. A total of four jobs on the company's career website mention NFTs. These positions are director, sales of and digital marketing, culture trend marketing manager, manager of business development, and ESPN business development and innovation. This is really fascinating stuff. And, uh, you know, um, I, I really do think that uh, Disney is probably the most all-encompassing brand to have its own metaverse experience just based on the uh, the IP that all you know are are under its umbrella uh not to sing a Rihanna song there but um you know hey <laughs> there you go. All of these companies are angling towards the the metaverse. It is happening, and I mean, it behooves them to start bringing people onto the payroll and start developing it. Because at the end of the day, even if they're paying each one of these jobs two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year to uh, to start working on stuff or start fleshing out some ideas and some some strategy, uh, you know, if if the metaverse goes to zero and it, it ends up not being a thing, uh, Disney didn't. Um, um, you know, it didn't lose anything. This is a drop in the bucket to them, and uh, you know, this is this is going to be very, uh, very exciting for somebody. I don't know. Maybe some Alpha Mint members want to uh, to apply for that job. Who knows? Well, you know, you, if people ask me this often, uh, how early are we? you? Know how early we are, R two? How, how early are we? Disney hasn't even hired the first people they're going to fire for fucking up their first NFT drop yet. <laughs> so, all right, that, that, we're not even to the point where Disney hired the right people. They're still That's hiring those one. first idiots that are going to fuck up whatever Polygon drop they conceive uh, and the website front end doesn't work and people complain and there's thousands, not if not millions of bad comments because of it. We haven't even gotten through those people yet. You're early. That's how early you are, too. I'm early. We made it. We're early. Wag me. Yeah, Disney, we say, eh? Hollow, we love Hologram, you. how do you feel about it? We love Disney? you, Hollow. How do you feel? We, we, it's a Florida AM meetup. We have things to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's keep this train going. GameStop, Immutable X, Plot, Ethereum, Gaming, NFT Marketplace, $100 million fund. Uh, I don't know how deep we need to go on this. I feel like I'm just saying this every day, which is fine because it's in the news every day. But uh, again, it is it is coming. And GameStop continues to readjust their uh, 
their business model, their game plan, um, and and the direction of their company. And I think very, very bullish ways. Strange world when I'm more bullish on GameStop and Radio Shack than Facebook and Amazon. But here we are. Here that, we are. That is a funny thing to say. But I mean, if you're looking for upside, <laughs> it's got to be somewhat hey, true. I'm a risk reward trader. A lot of my shit doesn't pad out. I say some weird things sometimes. But you know what? I don't need all of them to pad out because we're going for outsized returns here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good point. Uh, you, you have a lot more upside uh, in games. I don't even know what that 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 whole thing last year was insane. Yeah, I, I know. Ga- GameStop's a be- GameStop's a weird example because of the short selling. The valuation is a little wacky. <laughs> a but, you little. know, obviously a little. Yeah, but obviously relative to one of the largest market caps in the world, like Amazon. If theoretically GameStop could build a viable marketplace, you could see them uh, having a larger market cap right now based on the revenues they have. Um, this is Amazon- all. Amazon's one that we don't talk about a lot, but I mean, they really could just flip a switch and onboard every single Prime user into NFTs. Like, it's crazy, you know? They, I don't think people talk about how much power this company has. Do you understand every outage we ever experience on OpenSea is because of Amazon? Now, whether it's AWS's fault or not, that's where OpenSea kicks the blame. So, so yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. advertising is there. We know that's where they are located is at least a large portion of their, I don't know, front end is on Amazon Web Services. So Amazon Amazon is like the gatekeeper of the Internet, for lack of a better term, of, of Web 2, I would say. These are the gatekeepers mm-hmm. of Web 2. And any company that has to, you know, walk that fine line and have a, a Web 2 presence for their Web 3 product, they're using Amazon. Yeah, um, it, it is incredible. I think one of the things that most people don't actually understand about Amazon is that the majority of their revenue doesn't actually come from their Amazon-like marketplace, and it's actually web services that is the, people, uh, the that key is driver. Literally, yeah. They literally have that business as a marketing tool. Like, they take losses... Mm-hmm. Yep. on their retail products so that the word Amazon permeates your life. They, they have used it to grow themselves into the, you know, one of the largest companies in the world by taking a loss on it just to develop Amazon Web Services, which is the, the crown jewel of this company. Yes. Yep. 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 Uh, I see you, DJs, talking about this. I already had it queued up, but I was uh, saving it to show up on the screen. Board Ape Creator seeks funding from Andreessen Horowitz at a five billion dollar valuation. We did talk about this last week and how that was coming. Yuga Labs, the startup behind the Board Ape Yacht Club NFT collection, is in financing talks with the investment firm Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, you guys were saying, um, you know. The, uh, let me find it here. You guys are talking a lot. <laughs> yeah, the market cap uh, from Bay, uh, Basie is just the floor price from the total collections is over $4 billion. Uh, You know, you guys were talking about the revenue streams and whatnot. Not to be underestimated, when Bored Apes take a 5% cut of every transaction that the Bored Ape, uh, of Bored Ape holders, they are making a cool, what, tw- uh 15,000 US, something in that ballpark. Yeah, and understand, that's the only revenue that a company like Andreessen Horowitz can base it on. Yuga Labs owns like 11 apes. Like this company didn't stack apes. They sold them all, right? That $4 billion valuation is spread out amongst its investors. That has, there has no bearing on what 
Andreessen Horowitz would value this company as. This is impressive because they're valuing Yuga Labs on its potential to leverage that revenue they're taking. Yes. In. And I, I agree with it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, but you would, you would think, you know, if you were valuing the assets as well and trying to come up with some sort of like TVA for it, I would certainly, you know, easily 10 billion, of course, when you just do the math, but given the potential, I'd say 15 to 20 with this. Yeah. TVA, and I mean, it's, it's mind blowing. Mind the blowing. natural, the natural angle is to add up these NFTs and look for a market cap or think of these NFTs as some kind of share in the company, which, you know, I don't think is the greatest way to look at it. What you're trying to look at is the value of the IP. And Sure, the um, the board ape holders own the rights to their own board apes, and we saw that hilarious meme going around on Twitter about guys. I just got contacted by the NFL, and there's that fake, you know, Roger Goodell thing. I saw people posting that about um, yeah. Yeah. crypto gift make it. and all Fine. of that. We're going to make yeah. it, Roger yeah. Goodell. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was very funny, but um, you know, there is value in the fact that uh, Steph Curry is part of this club. There is value in the fact that Justin Bieber is part of this club. That um, Serena Williams and uh, Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon are part of this club, and it kind of transcends the 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 revenue that they're generating just on this alone. And as Free Market said, it is a way that they are leveraging the brand um, name Yuga Labs into you know an upper echelon of culture and and brand recognition. Um, and, and you know it's it if if the success of Board Apes and Mutant Apes and Board Ape Kennel Club is any indication of where Yuga Labs is going in their decision making process and their track record of success. Uh, I, I have to believe that five billion dollar valuation at the moment seems like a steal if you're betting on future value. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it. I don't. I don't think it would be responsible to try to guess what a proper valuation is potential wise, because we don't know what Gaio Siri and Yuga Labs has cooked up on the roadmap, except for Ape. And we know Ape is going to be big, but Ape is going to be launching into what will be bearish seasonality. I talk about seasonality a lot and NFTs tend to rally from January through March. Then they tend to cool off from April through May. And then they rally again from June through September, and then they tend to cool off again from October to December. Now, this is a different market than it was. We will never <clears throat> see volumes go away like we did before last year happen. There will always be pumps. There will always be plays. There uh, will always old be highs and new lows, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I do, I am wondering about the timing of if Ape, unless Ape launches here, in the next week or two, like let's say it launched at the end of February, March is when things start to get sticky. Okay. And you're likely going to see the, the, the seasonal effect of both the fact that we've rallied so much in three months that has to have a little mean reversion combined with people needing money for taxes. So those two things tend to cause bearish seasonality. Remember, Board Ape Yacht Club launched in April last year. Uh, during the teeth of this bear market, it was such a slow bear market. Some of us were forced to go to places like BitCloud to find uh, fun and action during that during that period. So, you know, this is what I expect. We'll see when Ape launches. But I guess the, the overarching point is this company has unlimited potential. I mean, I could see them going to incredibly high market cap valuations. Um we, we just, you know, we want to see them execute on this roadmap. I do think 
you are ever going to take a bearish stance on board a yacht club, it's the better they do, the better they have to execute. You always have to outperform yourself when you're doing this well, or, you know, eventually there it's almost, there's nothing you can announce that will help you get over that hurdle. And that'll happen eventually with board API. It won't be the end, but it'll be the Pico. What do they call it? The Pico top, the short Pico de Gallo. <laughs> you said the, you said the, the bit clout word and we've got the, the bit clout homies all riled up. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Shout out to you. Uh, you DJs all moved on. I think, uh, God, I, if you were talking about daily active users, that's probably not going to be a pretty, pretty picture. Um, Board Apes, $5 billion, I think undervalued. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Okay, let's move into uh, the rest of the market. Again, I said at the beginning of the show, um, this week has been full of delays. Uh, you know, gas has been a little bit high. I think it's a little bit of, you know, some people are blaming some other people or this is the reason, that's the reason. Not really sure. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be the one that gets to the bottom of this, but we had uh, the Sappy Seals project, um, Pixel Pets. Uh, great looking project. Pixel versus a, a great looking um, a game metaverse type product that they have and they're putting out. Uh, really kind of caught me by surprise because it, I guess, stayed off my radar um, uh, for a while. Sappy Seals doing well, 1.4 ETH floor, but Pixel Pets got delayed. Now, Pixel Pets was saying that they were delaying um, to not get into a gas war with the Cool Pets drop. Now, the Cool Pets drop is, you know, spread out over 24 hours. And I, I think everybody in that uh, that allow list was trying to avoid a gas war. So based on, you know, the the distance between when the, the Cool Cats could actually mint their Cool Pets and when the actual allow list people get to, I mean, it really has cooled the volume off. And and now there's no rush to be minting your cool pets if you're on the allow list. But Pixel Pixel Pets kind of took it on themselves to to throw it out there that they didn't want to get into a gas war with them. But Pixel Pets is an allow list project too. Um, and there's some like it's very strange. It really does just feel like they had some internal issues going on. They couldn't get them sorted out, and uh, they decided to use uh, Pixel Pixel Pets as the uh, you know the the straw man. I guess I don't know. Yeah, and it's just been a week of delays <clears throat> for what felt like it was going to be a transition from, as I said earlier, the anime meta into the P two E meta. Uh, and these are only short-term trends. I think all of these underlying, um, all of these underlying niches that we're seeing are actually here to stay this year. They're all going to have subsequent runs. But it was remarkable how many high-profile drops we were looking forward to this week that are still delayed, and we are waiting for. Though it seems like Raid Party is pretty close to going here and we are still waiting for a cool pets announcement they said yeah there's 48 no hours yet, right well here's what here's the best timeline i can give you and let me run in quick uh quickly check the discord in case there's been anything new but i'll tell you as of oh good i see a new cool cats announcement give me a minute here okay this cool was that oh no never mind that was from a few days ago so they said 48 hours on I'm trying to look at the time here. They said 48 hours on February 1st in the afternoon. That, so would, that be, should be today. 
bit today in the afternoon, but we have had no updates. So that's all I'll say about that. Right. Like I would, I would expect sometime now in the next hour or two them to announce that it's on. Like they'll tell you a time a few hours before it happens. If we start to get to a point where they're not even announcing a time by noon or one, um, it may be delayed again. We'll see. I mean, gas is great right now. If, if, and I don't think that's an issue. They're using a 721 and they removed um, the remuneration from the contract, which is the best gas saving um, optimization that uh, devs are using recently. So I would expect gas to be literally negligible, uh, under 30 bucks, even if Gway is high on this contract. So let's see. We're, we're hope. I am so eager to get my egg. I love these. I. I've talked about it before. I'm going to go for a water. You see, it's, it's, I've never played Pokemon, but they do say it's kind of like you get to choose how you, what element your fighter is by collecting certain items. I'm going with water. And the reason is because it is the year of the tiger, but it's the year of the water tiger. So, okay. I thought, yeah, I, I, that seems like I thought maybe season. I'll go with the, yeah, I'll go with what the universe is saying, what the moon is telling me, and I'm going to uh, go with water. Yeah. Air, fire, water, earth. There was some interesting options. discussion because, like, uh, uh, apparently when polled, people, like, almost um, by a large majority were going for fire, and then they were saying, well, does this switch the meta in terms of what you want to get because fire are going to be so common that the other ones will be more rare? Uh, and then is that going to cause a redistribution of people moving into another one and, you know, playing this big game of rock, paper, scissors, trying to figure actually- out which one they want to be in? I take the opposite view on this. I think rarity is relative, right? Something something could have a one supply, but if nobody wants it, it's not very rare because no one gives a shit that it exists, right? But if something has a 10,000 supply and 10 million people want it, that's really rare because yeah. there is so much demand that 10,000 ends up being less than that one that nobody wants. So will... Right now, based on every poll I've seen, Earth is going to be the rarest uh, element. Now, I think the other thing people are discounting is this is a game. But now that you said it on the show, it can't be. It's Schrodinger's. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, but the other thing people are discounting, this is a game. I'm not sure you're just going to be able to, like, find any element food you want. And remember, this is a race to earn gold and milk. So people, if if the only thing you could find is the earth element and it is your ticket to earning this utility token, eventually people are just going to say, well, I just got to go with what's available to me. I got to start earning this milk. So I don't even know. Yes, they've said you get to choose which element you want, but hey, maybe maybe the fire items are rarer. Do we know whether finding the items that can make you a fire pet are more rare? I think there's a lot. There's so much. Hell yeah. Captain Planet shout out from <laughs> Ziyao. I, lo- I-, I sing that song on such a regular basis. The Captain Planet uh, theme song. Uh, that is a banger. Someone has to remix, remix that for the club. We would take that to new levels, R2. Perfect. Yeah, let's do it. Captain Planet theme song. I'm in. Uh, Chipper is Captain asking, Planet. as a non-cat holder, how much ETH should I have uh, to for milk to play this game? Uh, I think the the short answer is no clue. Um, maybe free market could provide and a none. bit more color. Here's, here's how, okay. So here's how I would look at it. Now, if you are a big baller whale, 
Uh, yeah, buy as many eggs as you can. And then when the game launches, if you find out what the milk requirements are to do things, buy the milk off the market. If you were lucky enough to get on the allow list and you're deciding to not take the profit and um, and just end and you're going to go play the game instead. Uh, you know, it gets very, very expensive over time. If you're going to start throwing new money at one of these games. OK, I. I'm doing it today with orcs, okay, because I am fortunate enough to. But if you have low liquidity, I would just let the game decide your fate. Leave it up to the game. Get in there. See what the game does. You know, it's a game. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe you'll start stacking crazy amounts of milk. But you're not going to have to buy milk, right? The whole point of these games is you're going to be able to earn it without having to buy it. If you had to go buy it, it wouldn't be very play to earn. Okay, we, we with orcs, they generate Zug passively. Okay, the cool cats are going to generate Zug passively. We know that the pets will, I don't know if they're generating gold passively, but they will be able to earn gold without having to put anything into the game just by committing the actions in the game. You will earn gold somehow, and gold is a one for one exchange rate with milk. So if you don't own a cat, the way you acquire milk is by playing the game, earning that gold, and then switching it. Oh, I'm sure they'll even have uh, an exchange uh, app within the game. So you don't have to go to something like Uniswap to do it, but that'll be how, uh, how it's done. I would exactly, I would, I would certainly just try to earn it within the game unless you are, uh, you know, unless you're going in here, buying five pets and deciding to go really, really hard in this. If you are super liquid, like some people who are, you know, getting 45 ETH Huxley robots here and there, I would consider hitting that LP, buying, I, I would buy 45 ETH worth of milk and stake it right in the LP. Milk is going to be one of the most traded tokens on decentralized exchanges. Anybody who gets into that LP early is going to fucking bank. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I like, and here's the thing, right? Like, there, there's so many dynamics about this game. You could play things so many different ways, and you got to really, you got to really figure out how much you want to extend yourself. Just keep in mind that sometimes these things don't work out, and if the game is a bit of a flop, it drops very, very quickly. We've seen that a lot with these P2E games. I'm not saying that Cool Pets is going to do that, or Pixel Pets, or Raid Party, but. I am just saying that like if things don't go according to plan and maybe they got some of the mechanics wrong or there's uh, an exploit in terms of generation of things and people can kind of, you know, ruin the ecosystem by taking advantage of it, it gets a little dicey. So you really just have to you have to figure out how much extension of your own liquidity or your own portfolio you want to put into one of these things and act accordingly i would say the other thing that works very well for most people that do very well in these games is having a plan and sticking to it right if you are planning to play this hard for the long term getting in early and uh you know performing the actions at the most optimal level that you can is going to play out pretty well for you um if you don't have the time commitment and you think that this is just a, a bit of a mad dash then maybe do a minimal amount of action, spend a minimal amount of gas and plan for your exit. It really just depends on how much time, energy and, and, and liquidity you're willing to spend on this. Because let's be honest, when you're on the ETH, ETH layer one, the actions do get expensive. You do need to make sure that you have um, enough liquidity that you can execute your plan properly.
You know what I mean? Uh, and this will be on- through your plan. And all of a sudden you realize that you can't spend any more on gas. Well, you've probably missed both opportunities. So don't yeah. like my, my point would be don't go all in and just hope that it, it, it plays out well for you. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, two, that's how I would say it. And two points here. One, uh, Elaine asked how much milk can a cat generate? So, Floor cats will generate 1,000 milk, and there are multipliers for rarities. I don't want to quote them because I forgot them, but it's not dramatic. I think the highest one was 1,700 or 1,500 uh, ETH if you have one of the like very rare legendary cats. Um, so that's how much the cats will passively generate. I don't think the pets passively generate anything. I think you have to earn it in the game, so that would be up to how much you play. And... In regards to Cooltopia, that will be completely on the Polygon L2. Your assets exist on L1, but uh, just like Orcs, all the gameplay will happen on L2. So since I have oh, migrated... Right? I missed that. Yes. That's good. Yes. You know what? Since, I mean, it's good. Yeah. Since I have migrated all my Orcs over to L2, I have spent about $2.50 in all my actions, whereas the cheapest to claim Zug since I started playing on L1 back in the day was about $24. So just to claim the Zug on L1, it cost me five times what every action I have ever done on L2 is, and that would be claiming Zug, sending them on raids, claiming my potions, uh, training, all the actions that would have cost me between $50 and $150 on L1 have in total cost me less than five bucks, uh, less than $2.50. For sure. You know, and, and, you know, for any of the, uh, the poker DGens out there, you know, you got to look at gas as the rake when you're playing these games, right? Whether it's expensive yeah. or not, you could be a break even poker player, but lose in the long run, just because of those little bits that are being extracted from the ecosystem. You actually have to um, operate and optimize in a way that you are overcoming the gas fees to make a profit, right? Um, and you got to, you know, a, a lot of people when they're talking about their trades or their buys and their sells, they'll say, you know, oh, I bought this for 0 0.05 and I flipped it for 0.15 for a quick 3x. But, you know, they fail to, they neglect to say that they paid 0 0.03 in gas just to buy the NFT, right? And that affects your cost basis dramatically. And you'll see a lot of people's flipping 3x 4x 2x often 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 and then you know eventually they'll say like i'm i'm broke right because you have to factor all of that in in terms of your wait 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 wait, wait wait situation are you saying profit isn't profit um <laughs> to some extent yeah kind of yes like, you, no that you is have to, you have to make sure that you are accounting for everything a lot of people don't take the 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 creator fee the royalties and the open c fee into account too you know, if, if a project is taking a 10% haircut off of it and OpenSea is taking their 2.5%, you know, you're losing 12.5% on the back end and maybe you paid an extra 40% on the front end of the transaction, especially when you're dealing with these small priced um, projects. And, you know, in your mind, you're like, I'm 3Xing all the time. Like, I'm this is going to be amazing. But really, like, you know, you're only getting gains of 40%, right? How about, how about, how about this R2? Uh, uh, the, the meaningless platitude profit is profit has busted more traders than FOMO. How about that? How about that? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, it's hard to fault somebody for exiting 
No, it is a profit. Well, hold on. Let me just I can finish my thought here. Okay, because, you know, sometimes you got to build opportunity cost in there, right? And if you know that there's another project that you need to get into that you're very bullish on, it can be uh, plus EV to take a small amount of profit to make sure that you can enter into this other one that you're, you know, you have a high expected value of participating in, right? Like, I think that that's an important element of it. And it has to be. But I mean, if you talk to any venture capitalist firm, they're spreading all of these bets around and, you know, they're investing $50,000, $100,000 at a time. And maybe their total fund is like $10 million, $20 million. They're investing very, very small portions of it into a lot of them because they know that at the end of the day, 80% of these, 90% of these companies that they put money into are only going to go to zero or maybe even just a small return. Maybe it's only 2x. And it sounds weird to say, oh, it only doubled, right? But all of this risk that you're putting into the market, the ones that you win on have to be big winners to not only cover all of that, but to actually put you into another echelon of profit and then redistribute, right? And if you're not factoring gas in, if you're not factoring in royalties and trading fees and all of these other things into it, um, you're not giving yourself the the full picture because it's so easy to just tell you, I made or tell yourself, I made three X on this. Like I'm winning, right? You gotta, you gotta factor it all in, make a spreadsheet and track all of that stuff. Um, every time you do an action on one of these games and it's costing you 0.02, 0.03.01 that shit adds up really quickly and it is coming out of your your you know the multiplier that you think you're making right and you have to look at the full picture so profit is profit like yeah sure it like technically it is profit but you you know you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not being honest with yourself right and that was one of the things that like when i was playing poker like semi full time um you know i always had one person that i was honest with. If I lost $500 or $1,000, I would tell them that. If I won $2,500, I would tell them that. And I would tell them exact numbers because the second that you start lying to yourself about it, you get the skewed vision of what's actually going on and you stop making the right decisions. No question. And shout out to our resident, uh, Cool Cat Maxi Shubs, who has confirmed you're not going to need anything. If you have your pet, you just need to quest, and that's how you can earn the underlying utility token gold, which is a one-for-one one conversion with milk. So, yes, uh, you don't need to do anything if you have your pet except play the game. There you go. Boom. Great conversation, though. Um, and, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to these fi- things finally dropping. It looks like Pixel Pets is going to go live tomorrow. I'm just going to double-check the time so that I get it right for you guys when I'm talking about it. Uh, February 4th, tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern is the pre-sale. February 5th, 5.30 p.m. Eastern is the public sale. Uh, the pre-sale is going down for 0.088 and public is 0.12. I think those are very reasonable prices for this project. Um, another kind of trend that we're seeing is very unreasonable project uh, prices for uh, projects now. And maybe we're kind of getting a little toppy in the mint market too, as people are trying to extract max value. One of the projects that I saw pop up um, and it is interesting because I, there might be something behind this, um, but is this beans NFT by dumb ways to die. Okay. So this is minting today. Uh, let me double check the time and get some of the official information for you. I had it in the back of my mind and, and I forgot it, 
But uh, Beans is minting at 12 p.m. Eastern. The supply is 10,000, and this is for the presale. And the um, mint price is 0.3 ETH. Uh, I think this is a big ask, okay? If, if you want the bull case on this project, it is by a game developer that produced Dumb Ways to Die, which is a mobile game that has 50 million downloads, and then it has some sequels that have in the uh, 5 to 10 million download range. So not nothing. They have a large following on Facebook, but they always tout these large followings, and if you look at it, they haven't posted in almost a year there. Um, and then this is their website. I mean, they have their own sort of unique style. I think we've seen this done a whole bunch, but um, you know, if you're a fan of that game and and you believe in this IP and this franchise, and maybe you think that this developer has a good track record of success, it's there. But I just think point three is, is um, a pretty crazy entrance price uh, for a project that has not really, or for, for a team that has not really done anything in the web three space. So um yeah, I feel like we're getting a little uh, a little ahead of ourselves in terms of some of these min prices. We're seeing 0.25 a lot, 0.3, 0.4. Um, I don't knock cool pets for being 0.5, but uh, you know, um, some of these other projects that are just I don't know, they just seem to be thrown down and maybe low effort. We're getting, you know, I don't know. I don't even know if you've seen this free market, but what what is what is your first impression of me saying these things? Uh, it looks terrible, and I would mint it. I don't know that they they may be the shit. I don't know this game. I don't know this team. Uh, I don't. And this looks stupid to me. Now, I, I, you know, this could go to 10 ETH. I have no idea. This seems to be a known entity. But I don't know anything about it. So I don't want to give color on something I haven't heard of. We love P2E. If, um, if we research this and I think there's something there, I will say something. But certainly point three is a little crazy. I will say this, too. They don't if have a last, PCE in the roadmap, though. They've just developed. Oh, they don't use that. It's just the, it's just the pictures. Oh, MMO <laughs> me saying coming, coming soon. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Again, the, these to me immediately. If I saw these, I was like, oh yeah, point zero two Dgen play. I'm in. Right, right. I'll I mean, that, and we, I, I've talked often about how you can use mint prices to gauge what part of the cycle we're in, and. I just think given how early we started to see the 0.1, 0.2, and 0.3 mints this time, our mecha is going to come at like 0.5. I think that there's going to be some very hype project that decides, and I'm not talking about a cool pets, which is a proven track record and an automatic cook for anyone who pays. I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. some new, new project out of the blue that becomes the hypest thing on the block everybody must have, and then they decide to mint at 0. 0.5. Well, uh, and this is a new project, and most of their um, a new to Web three project, and most of their following is on Facebook. Um, TikTok and YouTube, you know, these are big numbers. A million subs on YouTube is more than probably the daily active users in NFT space right now. I don't know what the actual total is these it's days. It's right there. It's the same. It's yeah. right okay. about. Okay, so you know that most of the people that are following them have zero experience with NFTs and they are potentially onboarding them, which is great, except they're now asking them to spend, um, oh my God, quick math is what, 20, 50, almost $800 per NFT as an entrance point. Like this to me, um, you know, one of the, one of the great things that lemon friends and, um, 
Alien Friends captured was that they were kind of a new to the NFT space. They had no proven track record, but they had a great product. They created such a strong community around it because people were able to enter in at this, their first NFT for a very tangible price. And they are so excited to be um, participating in the success of that project that they don't want to sell. Um, this you know, would be a great way to, to onboard people in for $80, you know, for a 0.03 mint and get some excitement around that brand. And all of these people that they followed them on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube go, Oh, wow, this NFT space isn't so bad. You know, I didn't break the bank on minting this NFT that I, I, you know, from a company that I really supported and uh, let's see what else is out there. And like, Oh shit, cool. Uh, Beans NFT is going to 0.5. Maybe I can sell one of these. Now all of a sudden they have some liquidity that that they didn't have to pay for and they can go start exploring. I just, I think that this is just such a, uh, a big ask for new people to jump in and, um, and, and start paying those prices. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I mean, I want to say that I don't think 0.02 or 0.03 mints can really work right now because too many cash grabs started to price in response to them having worked. These were diamonds in the rough. These were a special time. But 0.3 is extreme. I mean, you know, I'll mint something between 0.04 and 0.06 right now. I'll take a chance on that. We're at that part of the cycle. I guess the For only other thing... Gens, I, I do agree with you. But if you're asking new people to come in, you could price it out whatever you want. And you sure. want them to buy. That's that's my... Because they're valuing it in yeah, dollar value, right? That's my my personal opinion. I think that this is one of two things here. I think the team, or I should say one of three things. It's either a cash grab, which I actually don't think it is. I don't get the vibe. This is some mm. sort of like a cash grab, right? It's either that. It's a team that has an amazing product. Look, there are teams that know they have an amazing product and are going to price that way and then tell important people about it, show it to them, and then they will get this money. Like that is how teams that actually have something get the the price they want or three they're just inexperienced in the nft market i think that's a lot more likely to be the angle here uh i don't know who's necessarily advising them but my gut is that this is one of two things there's some really great product back here that important people already know about so that this team knows that they can get 0.3 already or maybe they just don't understand how to price and present a project in nfts it's a very slick looking website the art doesn't speak to me i don't know the team and i don't know their previous game so i'm a bit in the woods on on what i should say about it my gut impression you heard it earlier but it has no bearing because i don't know anything i mean I, i'm looking at these they're kind of meme they've got some variation Bean Nenciaga, like they, you know, they're playing into some of the the funny uh, NFT meme culture. They got the Pharaoh hat. Like, I think that there's lots of stuff that they could do. I'm in agreement with you. Like, it doesn't speak to me tons. I think that uh, this gets very muddled in a uh, profile picture, maybe without the background. Oh, yeah. are probably pretty I, good, you know. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is just somebody advising on them or, or they're, you know, maybe they have a little bit of hubris and it being like, bro, like we got a million subs on YouTube. We're going to sell this thing out. And they probably will. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not upset right. about that, but like, you know, I, it, I just, I think that they need to understand who their audience is and, um, and play into that. Right. Because you will, you, you have an opportunity to onboard a lot of very loyal people because um, and loyal people don't sell right when a new person buys an nft 
they look at it, they look at the price in US dollars because they have to change those dollars into ETH to buy that NFT. So a new user certainly looks at the price of ETH. Now, I, that doesn't mean they look at the nominal dollar value, whether ETH is 2400 or four. I don't think most people are sophisticated enough to say, I'm going to analyze the ETH chart and wait till it's lower so I can make my buy. 100%. But the but the point is, if, the, if they're trying to a, attract new users, you know, that new user goes, oh, this is $800. They don't go, oh, this is 0.3. Whereas when you're a small medium collection trying to become the next elite, you're trying to attract Ethereum collectors. Ethereum collectors don't think in dollar terms. They think in ETH terms. So that's why I always talk about this dichotomy about how nominal dollar value is only a short term effect when ETH is either rallying or crashing a lot. Uh, Ethereum collectors don't care what the nominal dollar value is. And those are the ones that turn small and medium collections into elites. Whereas when you see a collection like this, it's new users that are probably going to be paying that 0.3 if this company can get it. Again, I know nothing here. Well, I guess we'll have to take a look. No, no, I, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect, uh, perfect statement. And, um, I mean, we'll, we'll recap and see how it goes. I, I, based on the state of the market, I don't see why this isn't going to just mint out. What did the cats do? Speaking of, uh, states of markets, let me see those big cats. Oh yeah. No 0.5 ETH. I have it pulled up. Isn't that mint? Um, Weren't they 0.4? Uh, there's so many of that cobble of fucking Fake 3D. Oh, not fake. Who knows 3D. what these were minted Copy at? Paste. Anybody? Someone tell us in the chat if you know. I mean, because I, I, if this thing's only 0.8 above mint, oof, that that's fallen below mint on reveal. I'm sorry. Uh, wow, this person paid 0. 0.07 in gas, and for fuck's uh, sake, 0.07 in gas. Well, yeah, yesterday gas was terrible. If you, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was terrible. That's another sign of a team that gives three point shits about four, four. Yeah, this was point four four, and point almost point zero eight in gas. This is below mint price. I'm just saying. You know what? We've had a lot of talk about this. Um, I made a post about this on on Twitter because I kept seeing these fucking things pop up. Big cats. Uh, I you know I pointed this out again. Big cats uh, is the same shit as prime apes, prime kongs. Um, what were the other ones that I had there? Uh, there's a penguin one. Um, there's a crypto kitties, which is like a mob boss looking cat one. Uh, there's a, a goat one now, crypto goats. There's an eagle one. And also um, this women of crypto one that I have pulled up here. It is, it's just, it's the same shit. It's the same eyes. They have that hazy black background. They all have the same sort of intro video. This is just five people sitting in a room laughing as the NFT market hands them tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think it's a shame. But if Big Cats is any kind of um, indication of what's going on here, starting to reject it a little bit. This is uh, not the same kind of cook. Oh, these, these not even mint out. Maybe it's their presale. I'm uh, maybe a little bit behind on it. Yeah, but you know, the presale should be sitting comfortably. If there was demand. Should be. be yeah, All-Stars Club. This is a, a rabbit one. Look, it, it's it's the same shit. It's the same eyes it's in this, this black black background with the kind of the haze to give it a little bit of an illumination. I probably they wouldn't bank that one in the hand, Hand-drawn... <laughs> 3D pictures. I don't know what that means. Hand drawn. That one's easier on the eyes than most of them. I always Sing- like just look, the look, look. When I was a singularly, kid. singularly, <laughs> a couple of these projects actually would have been pretty good. I actually, when we first saw the Prime Ape Planet go down, I didn't hate them. 
But it's this reiteration, this constant reiteration. And, you know, um, women of crypto already have it outlined that men of crypto are coming. Like, how much money are we just going to give these people? I don't get it. Um, so I'm not bullish in this in the least. I mean, hey, look, if you're trading and you're um, – you're you're profiting off this. I mean, enjoy it while it lasts. The market, yeah, has Elaine to, has to stop. If if the market doesn't start rejecting this, we're fucked. I mean, honestly. And I was gonna say, Elaine, you're welcome, but don't thank us yet. We don't. I mean, in this market, you just yeah. don't know. I remember Prime Apes started rallying after it. Or no, oh no, it was pre-reveal that it's yeah. Prime rallying. Apes rallied. Okay, look. Again, I don't want anyone to miss out on profits when we say this is all shit. But what we're talking right. about is the overarching idea that this is just a, a probably five people saying Marvel artist, Disney artist, you know, this artist worked on The Simpsons, this person, blah, blah, blah. There's no names behind these. Um, and they're they're lying. They, they probably live in a country where there's just no repercussions for any of this. And they're just extracting, 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 extracting. Now, that being said... Can you mint All-Stars Club and maybe turn a profit? Like, probably, maybe. I'm just pointing out the fact that this is going on. Um, and and it will our- start to, the market gets smarter, sort of cut you off. The market gets smarter no, no, no. and starts to reject this shit. It does. It doesn't last big, forever. A big part of our job is trying to figure out what's a trade versus, versus an investment. So when we do this kind of high-level analysis on the project and team, that's what we're getting at. You... I, the mechanics of whether something is a trade is always a completely different discussion. And that's why we say if you're on the whitelist for these things. Now, this was a particular case where we really felt like you shouldn't pay point four, even if you're on the whitelist. And, you know, forgive us if it does rally to two ETH. But if you're on a whitelist and like it's crypto bets and you see them, you know, trading at one point four, and you get to mint for 0.08 just because R2 and I said it was priced wrong and they messed up the launch. That doesn't mean you don't take the free money. We're, we're um, just, I, I'm going to just do a little bit of detective work here. Uh, and sure. you're you're right. Ooh, but I just he likes it. I love this. I, I just saw he's somebody saying, and, but this is like quick, quick impressions of like live just like what do you think about this or what are you looking at yeah james said making me nervous about my lucky lions mint tomorrow the team is all fully doxxed okay how doxxed are they like how how much do you actually know about these people because again i haven't even seen this one and it's the same shit right like we're talking about it that's smoky it is the exact same background and the exact same eyes they're just reskinning these over and over and over again and it doesn't mean that this particular one doesn't look good uh if this was just a standalone project and so like this actually kind of looks good to me. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. But it's again, it's this idea. Docs? So this is a Docs team crafted by award-winning 3D artist Joel Bastart. Okay, let's see who Joel Bastart is. A thousand followers joined November 2021 on Twitter. Okay, he's the founder of Bridge4 Studios. What's Bridge4 Studios? Uh, a boutique NFT studio coming soon. Previous clients, Netflix. It's a studio that's coming soon, but previous clients are Netflix, Amazon Studios, Rick and Morty. Joined January 2022, not followed by anybody that I'm following. Like I follow a lot of people in the NFT world. Like what is this? What is doxed? Who is Joel Best? 
I, I don't Joel Best Art. He just joined NFT. I don't know who that is. I am going to get fired up. Random here. picture of anybody on the internet. Throw it up there and just wait for it to get taken down. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm sorry. I, I hope that doesn't bur- burst your bubble. Now, if you can point me to a video where all of these guys are uh, on a YouTube channel, like what we're doing right now, talking about their project, and you know they live in the United States, and, and there's repercussions for this shit. Like, go right ahead. But all of these Twitter profiles have been made in the last two months, and it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. This is the stupidest fucking saying that permeates our entire industry. Are they docs? Is it a docs team? What the fuck does docs matter? Docs doesn't mean anything. What is someone's name? What are you going to do if they rub? Tell me what you're going to fucking do to this person because you know his name. If they rub, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do fucking anything. Okay. now listen. Now, listen. Docs doesn't mean shit, but reputation does. I care much more about whether somebody has nine years of Twitter history, a reputation, a job, you know, they care about NFTs. That's something to lose. That's actually something to lose. Look at Fishy Fam. That's a fucking scam through and through, and they're completely docs. All the teams that are completely docs have an easier out because they can say, whoops, we tried, we're docs. Docs is an excuse to fail. It's fucking stupid. And we were talking about it on the Lemon Spaces. It was killing me. Every inexperienced person in this industry comes up and says, here's the team docs. The team has to be docs. You're a fucking moron. That has nothing to do with it. Docs teams rug all the time. They're rugging as we speak. Look at Wes Mosley. Look at Fishy Fam. It's literally an indication the team is going to rug. I prefer an anonymous team. It's fucking stupid. Um, I, I wouldn't say an anonymous team, but a pseudonymous team where there's a level of trust, like you said, where there is a reputation that's been built and needs to be protected because the upside of that reputation um, is important, right? Like. Um, you know, I, I I literally quit my job to join Alphamint full time on um to to join up with people named Drip Cult, NVO, and Scottco. And now I've talked to them, uh, but you know, never personally met them in person and whatnot. And like I didn't ask for their address. I didn't, you know, ask for proof that these are real people behind the scenes and and you know where they are and you know how do how do I could trust you? I know that I can trust them because I've developed a relationship with them and I know that they're trying to build something where the reward is greater than just exiting right now right sure we could have sold a whole bunch of alpha min passes it's in the wallet boom fucking close the discord see you later but what is the point of that right we've spent time and energy building up these pseudonymous profiles so that we can achieve something that's greater and that reputation carries forward go listen to bology talk about this he talks about this for two hours at a time on any podcast and any you know um vlog or anything that will um listen to him for that long the guy's a fucking genius and this is all he says the pseudonymous economy already exists you can go and work for a company anywhere in the world remotely now because that is the state of the union right and it all relies on trust so i don't care if your name is adam williamson or you know nft fucker 69420xx as long as i have a long standing reputation in of in history of trust with you where i can verify on the blockchain that you've always acted within good um faith you know that is a reputation that you can build and grow and continue on, right? So doxing 
is um is 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 such a fascinating idea and i understand and respect when people want to dox themselves and say hey come out like we're we're real people behind this red flag market as free market said like it it's not the end all be all he's saying it's a red flag and like no 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 I, i agree because you can use that to leverage the idea that you can sell it out oh the team's docs you know I, I I personally don't think it's a red flag, but I also don't think it's this giant green flag that says, yeah, you're safe to go because that's like, how why it's down. Red- the- Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I get it. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. This sure. is why it's a red flag. It is a per- it is a it's misdirection. It's what magicians do on stage. This does not have any bearing on whether an NFT project is well thought out. It doesn't have any bearing on whether an NFT project is going to succeed. It's just an excuse for the team to go. Well, we fucking tried. We're doxxed, aren't we? The rugs in this industry are not from anonymous teams. This is this is a fucking misinformation that's permeated by everyone. Yeah. That's not what the docs are from. Okay? That's not what the rugs are from. They are from teams that fail on purpose. This is what the fucking plague on our industry is. And they love this misdirection. They love being doxxed. It's such a fucking scam. Oh. So oh you God. you said you said um, a really interesting point. What are you going to do with that information? Are you going Nothing. to go hunt, hunt, hunt them down or whatever? But yeah, exactly. And it, this is the the next interesting topic that we had. Um, and somebody mentioned it earlier in the show was Caprix. Okay, this is a project that rugged. There's no confirmation that I can find from Cool Cats. And in fact, there's screenshots of mods saying Cool Cats didn't have anything to do with pulling their IP down. This was a project that, um, you know, like Free Market says, failed on purpose. I think they had this very grandiose roadmap. The thing minted out, and they're like, yeah, we don't know what to do now. So, um, oh yeah. Cool Cats is taking us down, uh, blah, 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 blah. Now, there were, as I mentioned on the show, there was one poor mod in a community helper that was upgraded to executive. Oh, you're part of the team. We love you. And they fucking rugged him too. And he, this poor guy is left trying to figure out what's going on and how he can make things right for the community. He's doxxed him himself earlier while half the team wasn't. There's another guy, a member of the team that's trying to help him out and say like, look guys, like they left on me too. We're trying to pick up the ashes. And you know, there's people out there that are trying to actively track them down on Twitter. Like this person is like, I'm trying to help you out. I make it right. Like I got rugged too. And like, what are you going to do if you find out where they live? Are you going to hop in your car and with a baseball bat and go down and beat the shit out? Like, this is why I fucking hate this? traders sometimes. <laughs> you know, now this listen, is, listen. This is, you this want risk free though. Like this, you, you, I've been rugged plenty of times. You fucking deal with it. You get these upsized rewards. You want to make 10x, 20x, 100x on your money. You're going to have to deal with the fact that sometimes it goes to zero. And maybe sometimes that's intentionally and you had the wool pull over your eyes. It's fine. It happens, but it that reward only exists because of the risk that also exists with it. You just have to deal with it and move ahead. Yeah, this is why I fucking hate traders. They want risk-free trading. You fucking want your money back, you pathetic worm. Get the fuck out of here. Deal with the raw. This is part of the business. This is part of the business. You. F- it's so maddening to me. I- 
I mean, I, I get you know the, how many the, the deep seated desire when somebody wrongs you to, to no, I can't. It's immature. This is fucking incel Reddit bullshit. It's immature incel Reddit bullshit. Anyone claiming they want to go after one of these fucking teams, you're morons. Yeah, I'm gonna be saying about it. There's what no. Are you going this is to not do? mincing words. I'm not gonna be nice here. It's no, you don't have to be. What are you gonna do with that information? Anyways, cool, bra- cool bricks is. Er, Fuck, Cat Bricks is turning into a really um, interesting story now. I'm going to blow this up a little bit bigger. Um, because the the remaining team has, um, you know, tried to to rally the community behind this. And this is a, a, a thing that you've mentioned on a couple of shows in a row. Sure, rugs happen, teams leave or whatever. But once the NFTs are in the hands of the community, it is now a community project. Uh, there, I, and I'm not saying that this is like a buy signal for cap bricks, please. Like I have some of them and I, I hope something happens with it. I'm not going up and loading, loading up on more of these. Um, but they have appointed a new, um, you know, project leader. The community has, they've set up the new CBC, tr- uh, cool cap. Capricks Clubhouse, fucking name is terrible, by the way. Um, Treasury Wallet, and uh, apparently behind the scenes, they're working with the old team to transfer the assets and the community wallet over. Now, whether or not that happens, I'm not sure, but uh, people are kind of banding together here and making this a community project and a community-led project, and maybe there's some thoughts of a DAO. They've appointed a new leader here. And um, I'm just I'm I'm starting to find this a little bit interesting. And again, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it and stare at it all day, every day, hoping that these things pick back up. But as of yesterday, when we were talking about it on the show, these things were at basically zero as people were looking to just get the fucking them out of their wallet for any price that they can. Um and all of a sudden, the volume started to pick up on some of this news. And they were like, last time I checked, at about a 0.02 floor, which actually wasn't much lower than it was before the team had kind of rugged it. Now, there's definitely some sell pressure going on here as the volume spikes up. But we all love a comeback story. We all love triumph and, and overcoming a shitty situation. Uh, and I'm wondering if maybe there's some overtones in this. Do you do you see this as something about that narrative that you created? Or not the narrative you created, no. sorry. The narrative that you love of like, it's a community project now. Do you think no. there's any hope for this? No, I'll give you a simple answer. The art is bad. I'm not buying anymore. So it's lazy and bad art. This was an ill-conceived project. I'm sorry I bought any. <laughs> all right no i i mean i'm just i'm finding it to be a fascinating story if nothing else like in my heart of hearts i've already accepted that my um investment got some wrong is gone this is yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is bad art period art matters regardless of what people will tell you i was very disappointed in the uh the three trait structure that they had it's literally just face hat and body um yeah they there's missed the mark there's a lot of potential in this What's that? I think there's a lot of potential in the concept. I, I I would hope my greatest hope, and boy, am I going to tell this to Bex is that uh, they should be in talks with Lego right now because I would ape the shit out of a cool cat's uh, out of a cool cat's Lego collection. Boy, boy, oof! Could you imagine that rainbow hair trait? I would just be oh, I'd have those on my desk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Ermano is asking, like, uh, a revival, is it possible? I mean, we kind of already touched on that. I know FMC is going to say no. Um, I'm going to lean towards um, no, but with, like, a, a asterisk of maybe. You know, 
uh, people love a cause to rally around and maybe this um this rugging has uh has rallied the troops enough i don't i i don't know that it can in the long term i think that the attention span is very very short um and uh, you know maybe this will be a little bit short-lived but you know i never invested in blute or anything beanie ever put out because beanie was an obvious confidence man that was evidenced in his actions when i play poker i don't see anybody else's cards but i put together a thesis on what this person is doing and how they're acting and Beanie being doxxed meant nothing to me. I could have cared less who Beanie was. I knew he was a scammer. I knew he was a confidence man, and I knew it would come out eventually. And that's always what happens with all these teams. And that's going to happen with Fishy Fam. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fishy Fam. I, I've, I've been enjoying not looking at that project. It helps me sleep very well at night. Um, anyways, very, uh, very interesting turn of events for Caprix, nonetheless. Um, and somebody actually mentioned FUD Farm might be on that trajectory as well. <laughs> uh, and, and I actually reached out to um, one of the people left in that project just to try and see if there was some context. And, and uh, a very fascinating announcement was written in there, too. Uh, I, I highly doubt most people are even aware of what FUD Farm is right now, but uh, it was an interesting story. Um, Let's talk about some stuff that's going on today, if we have anything left. Uh, generative... Uh, Generative Dungeon. Actually, while I'm doing this, FMC, have you seen Generative Dungeon? I haven't. Tell me about it. Look cool. I will tell you about it. Um, it's kind. It kind of reminded me of uh, uh, some form of lemon lemon maps, legend maps. Although I'm sure you would love lemon maps. <laughs> lemon. Um, lemon. Let lemon. me. Uh, while I'm doing this, I'm going to post the restream link into uh, the AM show chat. If anyone wants to hop up. Uh, also, just want to shout out everyone that joined us in the Alphaman after show that we kind of said we were going to do in the uh, the town hall meeting. That was a great discussion, and it kind of organically grew over a couple of hours. And uh, and and some of the stuff that you guys were talking about in there was as as good as any Twitter spaces I've ever heard. So shout out to that. I'm uh, looking forward to jumping in there after as well and getting that going again because it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I threw my earbuds in. I took the dog for a walk, and I was listening to uh, to in business kind of shepherd the community and he was doing a great job as a host. I think I see something else in your future there, my friend. Um, anyways, the link is in there. Cass has already jumped in. We're going to bring him on stage very shortly. Whitelist mint for generative dungeons is going down in about five hours. Uh, I believe the mint price is 0.2 for uh, 3000 of these. I will double check. It's 0.1, one for wallet. And there's 3000 of these that was just updated. And, um, it actually, it actually looks kind of cool. It's, um, I don't know how much of a cook this is going to be. And it might be, but one of the cool things about this is it's a generative dungeon and you can actually go on to open and play this. If you click on it and let it load, click to begin. Like, Oh, I got to click to begin. I didn't even follow. There's volume on it. There's sound, and you like I'm in OpenSea playing this, controlling it in real time, and like I have no idea how deep. Oh my god, I'm getting killed. This is a fucking dragon chasing me. Whatever, I died. Um, that's kind of cool. No, I think that's very cool. I I just you know we had seen we had seen a few NFTs that you could actually play the game on OpenSea within the NFT preview. Essentially, like you could. Click on it and start playing um, these games. I thought this was a very cool idea. I think these are, I think these are a very early iteration of what's to come. I, I know we talk about hardware 
Um, and we talk about how all of these on-chain games are essentially passive or, or idle right now. And I'm sure very soon we're going to have some marriage of, of these along with amazing hardware that goes with it. I think these will be very cool historic artifacts uh, in the future. Yeah, this is I think this is going to be something like, you know, getting in on the uh, owning a, on, uh, uh, a copy of the original Zelda game on, on Nintendo Unboxed or, or something like yeah. that. Right. Like there's going to be some history on this. And I, I mean, it just popped up in the uh, the dojo. I took a look at it and I, and I saw it on Daily Drops. But very, uh, very cool shit. So the three thousand of those point one uh, price, I believe it is all uh, totally pre-sailed. But uh, if anything goes to the public sale, I might try and snap snag one of these regardless of the price or maybe even just watch uh the secondary and see you know if there's some some palatable entrance prices in there and just put it uh, put it in the the uh the wallet sorry my god um for a long hold right i, I mean i'm not gonna sit here and play these games all day personally but they it is cool and they are doing something pretty interesting yeah no question looks pretty dope yes sir uh so that is going down today what else we talked about beans we talked about uh the 3d shit zipsies holy shit man zipsies has gone absolutely crazy for eth um weren't they higher i thought they've cooled off i thought they were up to five was now, it now i'm unimpressed yeah they're dead this is they're over <laughs> it's over, over. pranksy yeah, just yeah. bought a minute ago look live on the show whale watching pranksy buying mm-hmm. zipsies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there you go yep no they're over um uh, waifu anime meta uh, it'll, it'll have a, a small uh, uh, bull trap here where it bounces a bit but these are these are all ridiculous did uh, somebody no, just say lemon yes we say lemon yes. quite free yeah, I say lemon a lot you know why because lemon I'm just going to point out every single show you are a part of a cult in a group chat where you guys just say lemon and somehow there's an actual <laughs> oh. conversation going on yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's there's you got to understand, though, is there really much more to life than lemon? Think about all the stupid fucked words that come out of one's mouth on a daily basis. And like when you're laying there in bed and look back on the day, did 99 percent of them need to be said? Well, you know what? When I do that every night, I realize my most important words that day. Lemon. Lemon. Um <laughs> Uh, Illidan is saying the uh, Zipsy dev is a head at Coinbase. So I guess that is. Um, They're going the, to zero. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't no, own any. And I just I love in business call like, one. So I couldn't All or nothing. I, I'm uh, dying to get in business to sell this thing for a loss and go ape the milk uh, LP. So I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm looking out for my bro. Say the absurdity of like the conversations that we have. Sell this and ape the milk liquidity (laughs) pool. What a time to be like this is my third or exactly how nature intended it. Welcome to the metaverse, my friends. Here we are, and it is glorious. Um, Also, a couple things that I'm hyped on. First of all, I gotta get get in there and find this. Look at look at this. One of the uh, dojo members brewing coffee on their uh, in their alpha mint one. Maybe need to clean this a little bit there, but looking good. (laughs) 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 On the show, I'm calling you out. No, I man, do you know how many times I brewed coffee without uh, actually having the cup under it and uh, Mm -hmm. um, dropping that ball? But uh, classic move. 
I need to get an alpha mint mug. I just have this giant one. I need lots of coffee. That's my problem. Hype Bears minted yesterday. We talked about that a little bit. Actually doing pretty successful. 0.4 um, drop, which, again, I thought was uh, absurdly high. But, um, you know, it's it's so easy for these promos and websites to look really flashy and good. But, like, some of the previews that I saw of them leave something to be desired. That being said, it is sitting pre-reveal at about 1.5 ETH. So if you got in on that and you are, um, you know, exiting or holding and then... Seems to be something right now. So good on you. Um, Floozy was another. Buy, oh, yeah, go this ahead. This guy could buy 40 B-Guns. He buys a Zipsy and a Hype Bear. I got to talk. I, we we got to have a talk. Oh, no, a Gucci Hype Bear. I don't even know what he bought. Oh, yeah. Bought 50 B-Guns. Got that floor move. That one sweep would have taken us to Valhalla. He decides to get a Zipsy. I have a five. Don't leave me alone. I'm sorry, man. The cup looks great. Don't get me wrong. Um, one or two more cooks. That I will be a lemon. Watching this show morph me. I'll drink the lemon. Can I tell yes. you something, Kyle? You know you're a lemon to me anyway, and you're always welcome uh, in the lemon spaces and lemon discord. Uh, we love everybody who is a lemon, whether they own a lemon or not. You are a lemon, Kyle, and we appreciate you wanting to join. Yeah, I mean, it is a it is a pretty pretty inclusive uh, group of people for sure. We are. Ooh, all right, what else do we got here? Let's start uh, wrapping it up. Flu's World minted yesterday for the public sale it was a point one mint, and it just um, you know I, I think coming down from the uh, the Azuki high kind of gets like some a, vibes. Here. It's a bad copy of uh, of Kakodi art. That's what I'm seeing here. It's some poor poor derivative <laughs> of Kakodi. You know what? Like, good, okay, good try, but you know. I, I'm I'm looking at these scroll by. There's enough. If this is like uh, the majority of the collection, there's enough variety here that I'm I'm feeling it. That's, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not opposed to this. Point one is at this point pretty pretty reasonable mint price too. It wasn't like they priced these at point five and tried to mint out. Okay, I don't I'll post my, for you. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm just kidding. No, I have nothing. No, to say. I don't oh, want anything I, about it. I, I saw the word being typed a lot yesterday, and I decided yeah. the word was stupid, and I'm not going to look up what it is. Everyone kept talking about flooses. I was like, nope, not even going to Google it. <laughs> nope, I'm out. Forever I'm the contrarian. Out. I don't know. These haven't revealed yet, but um, they are sitting, yeah, just under 0.7. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's pretty serious volume traded over uh, since they started minting too. So um, I'm not buying one, but uh, I, I, I don't, I don't dislike them. It's my own take. So Flues is out there for you. And uh, congrats to anybody that uh, got in on that. I believe it was quite a gas war yesterday. If somebody can uh, point me in the right direction, time pieces. Let's just talk about this real quick. Oh, that's the discord link. Um, we are, <laughs> Actually, interviewing uh, some, uh, uh, doing an interview with timepieces this afternoon. Yes, guys. So tune into that 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. We are going to be doing an interview with the crew from timepieces. So their Genesis drop was quite the event last year. It was the one of the lowest gas, highly optimized contracts we had seen at the time, launching into you know the summer of of uh, of big mints and expensive gas and all this stuff. And boy, was it a cook quickly running above three and a half ETH. I think they got up to four or five. I think it was five. Point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've certainly cooled down, um, but. 
you have to understand what time is doing here. Now, first of all, they work with a bunch of both famous artists and NFT collections. I, I'm very excited for the Cool Cats themed ones. We're going to see Vinnie Hager uh, of Letters fame. If you guys don't know that collection, it's one of my favorite out there. Uh, Vinnie Hager is doing a piece for them. And also there will be a Beeple in here, some very limited edition Beeple. So why do these things cook to yeah, such a high price? Fuck it's because... Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. it's because no, no, no. Sure, it's because of the chance to get some of these very, very rare pieces from very well-known artists. I mean, you snag a Beeple from this, you're looking, you know, you're looking at a good fifty or hundred ETH here. So people are very pumped for this drop. Time is by far the most Web three facing entity in all of media, in all of traditional media. This is. This is what I would argue is practically a Web3 company at this point. Time has talked about it a bit publicly, but I suspect their grand overarching plans are to be the conduit for licensing deals across the entire uh, NFT complex. We know that they're doing a children's either series or book with toy boogers. If you go look at their job listings, they're looking for people right now who can write children's books. They're looking for people right now who are involved in NFTs. And I think that um, the time drops have been nothing short of spectacular as far as both their execution and the art. And I am so looking forward to that conversation this afternoon. So please tune in. And if you are in the Moon Lounge, please go enter the raffle. Uh, if you are a Moon Lounge member or a Priority Pass holder, please go enter the raffle for those allow list spots, which are live right now in the DGen Dojo. Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, Time is one of the most recognizable media entities in the world. Um, it's still, a, I think, a relatively big deal to be on the like the Times Person of the Year list and and all of that stuff. Um, some of these were really great. I think some of them on the initial drop were a little bit of a miss. I mean, <laughs> somebody minted these, and it was literally just a pixel. Um, I, I, you know, it is what it a is. Handsome pixel. Yeah, great looking uh, pixel there. But, uh, you know, I, I thought that was a little bit of a miss and somebody should have said, maybe maybe do something else. But I digress. Uh, it's going to be a great conversation. You know, Keith Grossman is um, a fan of Ghost's work and anybody that Ghost's work is uh, is all right by me. But uh, he's a bit of an NFT degen himself. You'll see him aping into projects and selling stuff and trading and uh, participating. So, um, I mean, somebody that is active in that space and not just buying them for ceremonial reasons is uh it's got to be you know probably leading their their company in a good direction if uh you know if they're if they're participating in nfts so it's going to be a great drop and uh yeah please uh, tune in that's 3 p.m correct correct 3 p.m eastern standard today yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Let's turn some music on here and uh, invite Cass up onto the stage. Say GM to you, my friend. How are you doing? Maybe I caught him off guard. GM, Sir Cass, how are you? GM, how are you guys? I'm great, man. Um, wow. Um, first thing I've got to say thank you to you guys. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, just thank I, you. I, for what? Sorry, I appreciate that, but no, 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 it's okay. You can you can say you're welcome. Um, you, you might not have done nothing. <laughs> I might have done something. <laughs> um, no, it was it was the whole um, because obviously I believe that you guys 
you know, came to a decision of naming 25 people for Star Wars. And my name was brought on there. So I, I really appreciate that. And I wanted to say thank you more than anything else. Well, I mean, it was it was 25 people that are, uh, you know, been kind of just discussed as exemplary members of the the community and represented Star Wolves and stuff like that. I I, I don't know about FMC, but uh, I mean, I was around when the list was being discussed, but I didn't um, I didn't honestly have any input. This was all just taken from people that were, you know, um, monitoring the uh, the Star Wolves Discord. No, I still thank yep. you. You didn't have to. Of course. You yeah. are you are uh, you are a Star Wolf, so we, we need to get you fitted up. I mean, you are you have a you you are one. You are one. You are us. We love you. Stop that, man, because you're gonna make me cry on fucking stage. And I'm like, oh, oh, really? Oh, once, when I, once when I saw it yesterday, tears were rolling down my eyes. I can't even mind. Um, no, you're gonna make me cry, good. man. Come on, man. No, it's not like this. No, no, I'll no, stay no. manly for all of us. <laughs> well, you probably you're always <laughs> crying. We just can't <laughs> see. I am always <laughs> crying. I cry a lot. If I the talk about so a point longer, one floor for the first time and you wept. Oh. I, I did. Okay, I cried during lemons, and we were talking about Stu Unger the other day. I almost started choking up. I can't. It's hard for me to talk about Stu Unger. Sad story. It, it, it happened. Yeah. Um, um, going back to what you guys were saying, have you guys heard of um, someone called Who's the Boss? He's a YouTube influencer who normally looks Is that Tony Danza. <laughs> no, he's he's got Back like in a, the day. he's got ten million followers. Um, I mean, his last video, which was posted out a day, well, twenty four hours ago, has already hit a million views. But where he normally looks out for like um, tech and phones and stuff like that, he decided to talk about NFTs, which I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. Let's see what he's got to say about it. And after listening to him, although I do respect his his views in regards of tech and mobile phones and what's going on and blah, 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 listening to him made me really realize that not many people are going to quite understand this NFT space because I don't think he got it. Um, he was he was baffled how Lazy Lions, likes of Lazy Lions and um, the likes of Lazy Lions and Board Ape Yacht Club were historically amazing figures and why it's only a JPEG and it's nothing else and it, it, it doesn't do much and it doesn't do this and it's just a JPEG. Cut a long story short, that's what he was running along with. And... Um, it just makes me very bullish hearing someone of that stature with that amount of numbers to talk to that is not getting what potentially the NFT space could potentially be. Well, and what, what it also brings as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a, a fun, hot take narrative that gets people riled up on both sides of the fence, right? For sure, you're going to have NFT crowd coming in there and like, you know, engagement does sell it's it's fun you know you 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 pick your stance and you you talk about things affirmatively and definitively and uh you know that's that's enjoyable right um 
I want to go back to like one of the Twitter spaces that uh, uh, Cool Man's Universe held with uh, Cool Man Coffee Dan, and he was talking about it. And I asked him about like you know what his experience has been with his Instagram following, and you know notoriously hostile environment, and what it's going to take. And he just you know he gave a great answer, and it was just you know honest, good quality work, grinding day in, day out, and just slowly you know. Um, slowly catching one or two people in at a time. And then, you know, that eventually transitions into four or five people at a time. Then it's nine or 10 people at a time. And that ball will continue to roll. Um, And, you know, a lot of it is just everyone, you know, wants to be part of a cool social setting, right? And eventually a couple of, you know, a a group of friends, you know, one of them's going to get into NFTs and they're going to be like, oh, you know, you're buying those. And then another one's going to do it. Now there's two of them and they're like, oh, okay. And then that adoption starts to happen. All of a sudden, you know, three or four of that friend group has some NFTs and the other five or 10 of them go like, oh, now I got to get in. Right. It's that um, what that that YouTube video where the guy breaks down um, the the dancing rave guy in the in the crowd where he's on this hill by himself dancing and just going to town and everybody else is staring at him. And then finally, one other person gets up and starts dancing with them and they're having fun. And then all of a sudden, once that second person started doing it, that third and fourth people are like, fuck it, I'll dance too. And then next thing you know, the entire crowd is dancing, right? And that's how it starts. That little ripple that turns into a big wave. Oh, 100%. You know, but you know the, the fact that he's talking about it has a lot of subscribers and a lot of views on it. Again, I guess just it's, it's, uh, a, good it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it, 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 it again opens the rabbit hole, so to say. So if people are interested, that's one million people that have potentially in the space of twenty four hours. Well, let's uh, look at what point zero one percent of one million people is, and that's you know uh, a, a thousand people, right? That's a Discord. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, a thousand people that might pony up, um, you know, five hundred dollars each, five hundred thousand dollars enters the ecosystem and starts floating around, right? And that's just that one instance. It happens for sure. Yeah, hundred. And uh, another thing as well. Um, what are your thoughts on Chibi Labs or Chibi Apes and Chibi Guardians and Galaxies and so on and so forth? Uh, what's your thoughts on them partnering up with Verizon? I, I actually don't know. I saw you mention it earlier on in the show, but I don't have a lot of context. Um, what does the partnership entail? Like, what what is Verizon's angle on this? I think Verizon's angle is they're going to be giving Chibi Galaxies away over the Valentine's period for V-Day, so to say. So um, the, the, they've collabed with Chibi with, with Chibi Apes to give to their members their first NFTs, which will be Chibi guardians but they've used their their social media verizon social media platform to promote it um also yeah i i I don't have a lot of comment on that i don't know if free market wants to jump in there i know verizon's a a yeah we're i'm gonna company they are they are i i'm gonna go check it out i want to do a little research before i comment too much on it because um because um a couple of um a couple of months ago i was on the phone with spotter who's one of the founders there and um, he literally just got off. This is two months ago, by the way. He, 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 I remember when I was speaking to him, he, he said to me, um, oh, I just got off the phone to Coinbase. And I was like, really? And he was like, what, positive or negative? And he was like, oh, it's, it's looking good, but I don't want to say nothing yet. So 
my thought process was, well, okay then. So if you manage to kind of partner with Verizon, that just opens the doors for Coinbase even more, I would say. Definitely. Um, That's a good take. So, yeah, I I can see. And the price has gone up. I mean, the the price on um, the Chibi Galaxies was 0.05 at one point, and now it's sitting at 0.23, I think. So it's a 4X where it was. Yeah, I'm seeing the uh, the apes. They're at what point three right now? Is that right? Am I looking at the right project? Chibi apes. Uh, yeah, there's Chibi apes, but then there's Chibi guardians or galaxies. Which mm, is I see like, the galaxies. Yeah, I'll just yeah. pull it up on screen here. I think I'm looking at the right one. Yeah, so that's Chibi apes. That was the Gen two. Mm-hmm. The Gen one was selling at five ETH a few days ago. Um, okay. And these were the Gen threes. Interesting. I've uh, definitely seen these around, but I've spent uh, a grand total of about zero minutes looking into them, if I'm being honest with you. Not for any other reason other than there's just a, there's so much stuff going on. They're well, cute. No, I, they're unique. They're not bad. Yeah, they're all right, man. Like, I think they were the first like 3D-ish with um, artifacts to kind of come out with like a 3D PFP or one, one of the few that kind of, you know. Oh, but these are older enough, too, September, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened with them was when they released their first lot, um, it was more or less like a failed project. <coughs> but um, Fabs, who was the artist, he only was able to sell about 100 of them. So then um, H. Bizzle and Spotter kind of teamed up together to kind of release the 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 second version or the Gen 2, which is Chibi Apes. That did okay. Um but then I think with the hype of everyone else coming in with tokens and DAOs and blah, 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 uh, they got put to the side for a bit. So even when they released uh, their Gen 3, it was still not selling or not selling as well as it should have. But they've worked hard. They've got they've got a lot of space on their sandbox. So yeah, something to look out for. Yeah, interesting. I, I mean, it's um, uh, the one thing about partnerships with large companies is that other large companies feel a lot more comfortable doing so, right? There's a starts to be a trust factor in there. So if Verizon's kind of in, then you know, does is Coinbase a little more accepting of a project and yada yada yada? And these relationships being formed should be uh, should be taken as bullish, regardless of whether or not you like Verizon or you think it does anything for their brand. Um, there is a seal of approval, and they've definitely gone through the uh the corporate approval process i guess you know yes. that's that would be my initial reaction yes 100 percent. and um the, the one other thing i wanted to talk to you about because i actually love the conversation with you two guys that had about it the whole doxing thing um yes okay uh, yeah go for it i'd have to agree with with fmc on that um doxing means shit because unless you see someone face to face that's the only way I can imagine doxing someone, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I want to, I just wanted to clarify too. I'm not against doxing. It's not that doxing is bad. It's the way that it gives people some sort of false comfort or false security that now the team can't rug or now the team is upstanding. Quite the opposite, as we have seen over and over again. The danger in this business is not from the anonymous teams that rug and disappear. That's a straw man. It sounds scary. It's some secret cabal in a foreign country and under black cloak. Of course, that's the story that sells, but it's fucking nonsense. And it's costing people money because well, they go out and buy shit like Fishy Fam. 
sure. I could, I could, I could sit here and go, you know, guys, I, I, I'm just, it's time. Like, I want to dox myself. My name is uh, Kevin Christensen. Um, I was an artist at Fox and worked on uh, Futurama for four years. And um, now I'm launching an NFT project, right? You is that my you? Face. I'm saying this stuff. No, it's not me. <laughs> no. Caspot into your routine. You did that too. But, that, uh, but that's my point. Sick. Like I can come up here and I'm like, oh, well, it's a real person saying things. Like it must be true. Like, no, what the fuck? You know? Like, no, but a lot, a lot of people take that though. I mean, like, I know, look, I'm, I know. I'm gullible, dude. And I honestly, for a hot second, thought that you'd done like work with X, Y, and Z and the rest of it. But that's what this space is. And you saying that in a camera with your face open to people that will say, oh, he's doxxed himself. Right. You know, it so it, it doesn't mean fuck all, man. Yeah, in, my, I know. in my opinion, you know. I'm a but, big fan of the pseudonymous economy. I, yeah. I, I really enjoy the idea. Like, Cass, you to me have a reputation right like we have a relationship it doesn't matter that i've never seen your face it doesn't matter that i don't know your last name it doesn't matter um where you live and none of that would matter if you asked me or if i you know i said i need you to hold on to two eth for me for a little bit or whatever right knowing your last name or knowing that you know where you where where in the world cast lives isn't going to put me at mind a peace of mind that I could trust you with it, but our previous relationships and dealings would, yes. right? Yes. Well, this and that, that, that's what's important. That's my point. It doesn't mean anything. Look, we did Etherorks, the Horde, in Alpha Men, and all of these things were sent to one wallet of a trusted community member, and we trusted that person to act on our, you know, on on their behalf. I wasn't part of it, but that's because there was a long-standing relationship with them. But and nobody is, was saying like, I want your phone number and I want a nope. picture of your house. Don't know their name. Don't know their last name. Don't know exactly At where they peak, live. And I trusted them with $50,000 of my money happily. And I would do it again. And that was tomorrow. just FMC. At its peak, there was probably $500,000 in that wallet or more. Yep. But why but did he not run away? Because nope. there was a trust factor. There was a relationship. There was things at stake that weren't just, I can run off with $500,000 right now. But then another thing you've got to remember, like we're talking about alpha men in this regard, like we've all spent time with each other. It, we're not like the normal everyday NFT project that doesn't get to know people, gets a bit of hype, takes their money and gone. Yeah. But we have yep. built, like I have known you guys. I, I, I was in shock the other day since November, since November 4th, 5th, I've known you lot. So it's, it's, it's like three, four months now, you know? Quite frankly, that's why we cut off the passes. We want to keep this community small. We want to keep the signal to noise ratio big. And we have no desire to profit off creating a community that becomes so noisy and unusable that there's nothing real here. People ask us what separates us from other alpha communities, and it may sound corny, but the bond here is important, and the bond here has actually made us money, as evident by the Orcord that uh, R2 just pointed out. So. 100, 100. I, I, I can't even deny it. I can list a bag of fucking projects that we've all talked about yep. that I've made. So there's that. that's the trust, 100%. But again, it's the organic growth that has happened. You guys never went running around saying alpha min, alpha min, alpha min. You know, 
I mean, I remember you guys didn't even tell me about Alpha Mint. I found Alpha Mint through your profiles. That's how I jumped into the Alpha Mint server. Because right. you guys, because you guys, you know, um, you, you liked a comment I made on Star Wars. And when I saw yeah, the like, you know, I don't like to talk about, I, I don't, well, there is no need to talk about Alpha Mint. Alpha Mint is a yeah. product that sells itself because of how good it is. I don't go on Lemon Spaces and talk about Alpha Mint unless someone asks or I'm prompted. There's quite frankly no reason. We know what we have here. We're not in a hurry and we're here for the long haul. Word of word of mouth is literally the best form of marketing you can get. If you can deliver a project uh, or a product, sorry, where people literally have testimony that we've changed their life or, or this made an incredible difference in their life, or this was just an incredible experience. They go out and tell people about it. Right. And that it, coming directly from somebody is more powerful than any copy you could write because Great it is a, honest to god vouch from somebody that you trust yeah great by marketing I've, 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 this is how marketing was many many moons ago before advertising companies came into play and tried to manipulate certain things with visuals and so on and so forth the way that you would trust a product or trust anything would be by your next door neighbor which would be great by marketing you know and, and that's something that you guys have have shown which is just phenomenal and you're the only people in the space yeah, that I know of that will do it down that route. And also, like I've said it many, many, many times, but you guys, the team and the rest of it, for what you guys have created, how you've created it, hats off. Yeah. Because in this I case, appreciate that. And and like honestly, one of the one of the big things is that like I'm 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 thrilled that you feel that way. I'm sure there are other communities where you know somebody is saying the same thing that you're saying to us about them, and that's great for them too. Um, and we've also had experiences where you know maybe our community wasn't for that person as well. Uh, I do believe that we you know decided that we wanted to be part of a particular niche, and it wasn't just like pure profit driven uh, alpha community but it was a community where you know you can network and grow and meet great people in this space and whatnot and that that's kind of the the niche that we staked out um and uh, you know hearing stuff like that and in the comments and and you know people just talking in alpha mint um you know makes me feel like while the work is not done there's you know we've we've uh, we're we're achieving at least our, our vision for it the, the way I see it is very simple. Like, from, look, look you, you as the founders, let's just say, or part of the team, and me being from the outside trying to get in, um, you've smacked it because you, you've made people have emotions and feelings. You've made people, like, example, I'm not being funny, R2 men. Like, if you said to me, Cass, oh, I'm, in London, uh, Cass uh, I'm in London, dude, like, there's a, play, there's, a, there's a bedroom here in my house waiting for you if you ever come down, same as FMC. And I probably would never have met you, or I haven't met you guys in person. But because of that, and I mean, people I've spoken to in Alpha, I mean, they've also said, when I said, oh, I would like to come down to the, to the US, yeah, just come and see us. Come we, on over. Yeah, exactly. And that's a beauty that that isn't spoken about so much about decentralization and this market that we're in because it's bringing these kind of people with that similar kind of mindset together yeah yeah you got it man um cass i think we're gonna wrap the show up but like i said we're gonna jump into the voice chat and so i uh, i expect to see you there my friend yeah, yeah. i'll be in there I did. oh yeah Thank sorry you, go ahead yeah 
No, 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 no. I, I all I wanted to say there were a few projects people brought up. Uh, there was Beepos, okay, which minted last night to a tragedy in the contract. I don't know exactly what the exploit was, but I know it was one of the big dramas of the night. Those were the Beepos you had um, as well. Yeah, and as well, someone brought up Fortune Friends. I actually don't know that collection. Fortune so I Friends is, I can say, Fortune Friends is pretty cool. Basically, they're these characters that look like fortune cookies. Oh, or for, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah, it's nice. super cool. And they kind of released the, um, they released their Discord just before Chinese New Year. Um, it's a grind at the moment. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's invite only or not, but it's it's cool. It's very active at the moment. But Beepos was really active, and then all of a sudden you went into their voice chat room and figured out that the contract got messed up, and everyone can mint and whitelist were just put to the side and a massive drama with that. The, I think the one the one thing that kind of we were talking about this in the Moon Lounge Beepos, um, and I think one of the reasons we didn't go for it at the time, it looked exactly like the guy from Big Six, the Disney film. Ah, yes, yes. Someone called it. Yeah. So that that was, I think, a reason why we just had Cambric Cambric vibes. (laughs) And we were like, uh, we'll leave this one. That was Cambric vibes. (laughs) CBC, CBC vibes. (laughs) Sounds like something else. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation or company. Yeah, the old CBC. Um, yeah, Ella D also uh, brought up Kakodi. Yeah, I mean, we like the Kakodi. We we worked with them and, uh, you know, interviewed them and whatnot. Um, the game is still a little bit out on the horizon, but they have some demos out for it. The reveal is, looks like it's going to take a little while. I think it was the 13th or the 14th, they said, which is, you know, a bit longer than usual. But uh, not much to talk about today with them. We have brought them up on past episodes, though, so... Appreciate you bringing that up. Um, Beans NFT dropping in 25 minutes. Yes, for sure. So, um, I mean, the other big topic that the chat was talking about is when FMC face. Um, and I will say that, uh, you know, I love the Kaiju anyways, man. Don't worry about it. You you, you do you. Whenever you want to jump on camera, you can. Well, the uh, I have had a Twitter for 10 years for the detectives who are out there, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> If you, if you, I don't think it was from a doxing thing. I think they just want to see. I know FMC's that's what I meant. Animation no, no, no. when he gets higher when he when, those, when the voice talking. goes up eight octaves. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the doxing thing. I was talking about if they watched somebody wanted to see that, they could probably investigate uh, Twitter. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's out there in public. There, we're in. All right, Cass. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kick you off the stage, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up. But I appreciate you coming up here as always. Cool. Um, yes, of course. This show is gonna be recorded on YouTube and Spotify. If you missed anything, um, you know, it was a little bit of a news oriented show. We talked a lot about the uh, the Facebook Meta kind of dump and what's going on with that. Um, you know, GameStop doing some stuff. Pixel pets, cool pets were delayed. Raid party should be going down today. I think we're a okay on that. I'll double check the alerts after the show. Shout out to Zark though; he was in the audience again. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, good luck with everything. And today. I feel, 
And I feel your pain, Zark. He was telling us he held uh, those timepiece. Oh, is that what it was about? Yeah. Yeah, down from three to where they are right now. I know we had some DJ and Dojo members doing the same thing. I'll tell you this. Old Uncle Free is a historian here, and I do believe long-term those will do well for you, Zark. So, yeah, a bit, bit of a pullback here, but I, I love time, and I love the timepieces long-term. So you hold on to that history. I think it will do well for you. Yeah, come check out the uh, the interview with uh, the time later on today. It's going to be exciting. So, yeah, as I said, um, thank you so much. 50 people listening towards the end of the show. You love to see it. If any of you are new, please feel free to hit the subscribe and like button. Uh, it does help us out. If not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. We do this show every morning, 9.30 a.m. Sorry, every weekday morning. Can't do it seven days a week. Um, 9.30 a.m. We run till about 11.30 a.m. We appreciate all of the familiar faces that uh, showed up today. Free market, get us out of here. Good luck at the tables, DJs.